E-I-E, everybody. That means what's up in Portuguese. Welcome back to Love and Grit. It's Laia. I am Justin. And I'm Rachel. And as we continue to celebrate all facets of Latin culture, today is all about the arts. It's time to head back to the ballet. And today we speak with one of the biggest reasons. First soloist at the PA Ballet, Nayada Lopez. Also, it's film festival season and Maggie Maria Rebel is going to check in and let us know what's good at the Philadelphia Latino Film Festival. But first, a lightning round of Philly phase. What we doing, Justin? Your favorite performance venue in Philadelphia. Oh, I like that announcer voice, Justin. Yeah, that was a little. You go first, obviously, the queen. Mm. Thank you, Booby. Thank you. I am definitely choosing. I think you guys are going to know which one I'm choosing because we are finally launching in partnership with Live Nation Urban the Love and Grit Concert Series. What? What? Hosted by Visit Philadelphia. We got a concert series, y'all. An original series that will stream exclusively on Black Stream Live, giving viewers unparalleled access to their favorite artists inside one of the best theaters in the world, The Met in Philadelphia on Broad Street. So I'm excited that this is coming up. It's special. The Met is beautiful. I love their amazing chandelier. They have great concerts, but I'm really, really excited about this initiative. So... I choose the Met. I choose a longstanding institution in Philadelphia, Warm Daddies, owned by the Bynum Brothers. And I, mm. I, choose, I choose the spot because not only does the cornbread and the skillet out of control, but also because it is a performance venue. I produce shows there. And I, I, when I first moved to Philadelphia, I worked for the Bynum Brothers as a hostess in one of their other restaurants. They've been hidden Philly with legendary venues since Wilhelmina's. And their father, Mr. Bynum, is amazing. He started the whole business. And that's it. That is your Black History moment it's, with Laia. Okay. It's a, it's a Philadelphia <laughs> institution more yes. and more people need to know about. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Oh, they also own South and most of y'all have been to South anyway. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. What you got, Justin? Mine is the Fillmore in Northern Liberties. Yeah. I can't really explain it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can. They don't have seats. It's like an open standing place. And I mm-hmm. like to stand. So I like it for that reason. But it's also just a beautiful venue. And I've seen it some is. amazing shows there already. So I'm excited to get back there. Are you an upstairs or downstairs Fillmore? Ooh. Mm. He's cheating. <laughs> Look, he's, he's like, why he doesn't want to tell his business? It depends on the show. You know you upstairs. I'm upstairs too. It's okay. <laughs> like, that was a good question. <laughs> yeah, you guys love to get me. Aren't you happy? You got it, me. It's hard, but when we yeah, do. I'm an upstairs person. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's cool. We grown. Yes, we are, honey. But you can definitely find out more, though, about the Love and Grit concert series hosted by Visit Philadelphia in partnership with Live Nation Urban on visitphilly.com. So make sure you check that out. Let's get started. Yeah. Has Brazil taken over the PA Ballet? Oh, yeah. And we're so excited to speak to its first soloist dancer, Nayara Lopez, who also happens to be from one of my favorite countries, Brazil. Having been a dancer since the age of six, Nayara's matriculation in dance and the dance world is just as impressive as her current position at the PA Ballet. Did somebody say Dance Theater of Harlem? Yes, they did. Today, we speak with Nayara about her journey and this new virtual dance season. Yay! She's been practicing this for weeks. I started at the age of six and I started because I wanted to copy my sister. 
I actually was always wanting to be a runner. I didn't like ballet. I thought it was very boring. I'm just being honest here. <laughs> But I saw my sister. She started dancing and uh, I thought everybody looked so happy and so pretty that I needed to try. You know, I was too young to have my own opinions. And I did. And uh, it went so well. I was after a month, I was the best in class. I was so young. I went to my older school. So I was in Brazil until I was uh, 15. Okay. I was training, uh, you know, preparing to the point shoes to be a professional. And my teacher, she saw so much potential and she always loved uh, how much soul I have. I'm a very dramatic person and it works mm. so much in the arts. <laughs> and uh, she said, you don't only really have technique, but you have soul and I want you to try to go outside of the country. That has been my dream, but it wasn't really my dream because I born in the favela where everybody don't really have the money to afford a house. And when you're poor, you live where you can. You know, the best people are there. There are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people inside. It's just a situation that our country has and it's really bad. But you understand the situation. Yes. But I feel like for us here in USA with such a good quality of life, I know we have problems here too, but it's kind of like more shocking. Mm. My mom is a teacher. My dad is a teacher. They're hardworking people, but it was very hard for you to really get out of that life. Mm -hmm. So we got in a more stable position, but I, I was never able to really take a flight or right. imagine to be outside of the country. So mm -hmm. I wanted it, but I also have always been realistic. And my mom has always been realistic. When my teacher, she came with that opportunity, I said, that's amazing. Let's try. But I never said, oh, I'm going to go because I thought it was impossible. But okay, she brought me to this competition where I competed with 250 Brazilians and I got second place. Wow. Everybody was shocked. <laughs> Were you shocked? Of course I was <laughs> because I come from a small town mm. and there is like Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo where Brazilians, they're beautiful dancers, there's so much talent. Right. And uh, I came back home so happy, but then we didn't have the money to go to New York to the finals. Uh, no. My teacher, Lucilene um, Santos, she's an angel. She got me sponsors through my school as well. And I went to New York, my first fly ever. Everything was amazing. I was enjoying everything. I think I even danced so well because I just wanted to go to New York. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did so well and I got a scholarship to JKO, the School of American Ballet Theater. Wow. Which is one of the best. Are you 16 by now? I was 15. 15. 15. Oh, baby. Exactly. I thought I would love. I hated it. Nobody understands me, you know. I can't communicate and I feel lonely and I'm so young. Mm. And I thought I made a mistake. It's so funny because you kind of change your life when you think you're in a path and it's so comfortable and life says, no, let's just be uncomfortable. I got through that because I found my best friend. He was in a second company, so he was getting some money monthly. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I get emotional. <laughs> But he saved my life. And with that, I was starting to like the situation because then I could speak a little more and I could see I'm actually in an amazing company and I can't mm. just allow myself to be sad, you know, and not see my future because I am here for a reason. I was growing up, you know, you have to grow up. Right. I stayed in New York for two years and then I stayed in the house with eight guys, which helped me understand men. Oh, good for you. Tell us more. 
I'm grateful for it, but it was very messy. Right? Talk about the love <laughs> and the grit. Anyhow, <laughs> after this, I found a job in Orlando Ballet. I stayed there for a year. And then I got um, a job to the National Ballet of Canada. I guess I got really comfortable with my personality by that time. My director said that I didn't fit in the core because I had a little bit too much personality. In- <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, this is sister friend moment right now, okay? (laughs) So I need to know what was going through your head when she decided to say that? And what did you say in response? Good questions. Um, I didn't say anything in response because Mm -hmm. at the moment I'm a Brazilian, I'm a dark skinned dancer and I just need a job because if I go back home, I see myself not fitting in anymore. It's been away for years. I didn't study. I stopped studying. So what am I going to do when I go back mm. home? I'm probably going to have to quit ballet. So mm. the moment she said mm-hmm. that, I wanted to say, please, I just want a job. I don't want to be a soloist. I don't need to be a principal. I just need a position. And now it's a different time because now we want dark dancers to stand out. But mm. back then, that wasn't it. A lot of people don't understand the levels of ballerina. You're talking about being an apprentice. And of course, you are a soloist. But how many levels to dancer are there? I still got to get to the principal. That's where you want to be. I mean, at least me, because I, I have dreams. and I Yeah, girl, yes. I'm here. I came from Brazil from nothing, so I can still believe. But some people are different. Some dancers, they go from school to soloist, from school to corps de ballet forever, from school to principal. It depends. For me, it was school, second company, apprentice, corps de ballet, soloist. First Wait, Lai is trying to count and I'll she's up. Like she's literally, for our listeners, counting on her fingers. The levels, <laughs> the Wait levels. I have been through all the levels and I still have to conquer one. I'm thinking about your feet and I'm thinking about your muscles. <laughs> Think of, oh, I heard about ballerina feet. Ooh. What is your relaxation remedy? Because your schedule has to be intense. It is very intense. I feel like home is the place that I'm most happy. You should give me a night with a movie and a lot of food, because I do. What you ordering over there? Oh, I I love me a good pizza. Okay. (laughs) I love the Mexican, I eat everything. Have you noticed the dopeness of the Philadelphia like eating scene? Oh my God. It's also very affordable. Right? (laughs) Especially after New York, you know, because New York gets you every time. (laughs) So what's it like to be the first soloist? What does it mean in the Pennsylvania Ballet? I'm just going to give you honesty here. They're going to kill me later, but it's okay. I don't know what it means to Pennsylvania Ballet because Pennsylvania Ballet is an organization that has so many beautiful talent. Organization is an organization, yeah? Everybody learns that you are replaceable. So they love me and I feel loved, but I also know that I'm replaceable. That's an interesting place to be. Nerve wracking. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I worked in TV and that was the same way I felt. Like they could replace us at any time, but it was like you're constantly working and working and working. Exactly. And you want to be the one that's different. It's going to be missed, but you're not. To me, you are not replaceable whatsoever. I remember when we first saw you April of 2020 and you and your partner were dancing and, and I think maybe in an apartment, you were amazing and you were beautiful. And that wasn't even on the stage. Like everybody it was, was in that front of a kitchen room. island. Yes, right? it was magical. So no, you are I not replaceable, my dear. You no, are- I appreciate that. I'm just very realistic. I do feel that it's so special for me to be a first soloist. 
Did you get to dance as a first soloist before the pandemic or no? This is such a moment for me because I was about to fulfill my biggest dream. There's my, like, I wanted to dance La Baia there, which is my dream role. We were in a day, we had the best dress rehearsal possible. And then two hours before the show, they canceled. Oh my God. I I had my makeup on. I was putting my makeup on. I never cried so much in my life. I think I don't even cry anymore because of it. So now we're back in rehearsals because you are dancing again. I mean, things are remixed. I am back. I am back. When will we be able to see it? We're going to be able to see it in May 27th, June (gasps) 2nd. So when we're at the show and if we're hooping and hollering and be like, yeah, that's my friend. You can't, gonna, you can't, you can't do that at the ballet. You can't are you going to be mad at us? Are yes. You mad? I'm, yes, so I'm for her. Stream. We were just streaming our ballets now because of the COVID. Yayballet.org. That was a good Yes, plug. right? That was smooth. Yeah. I also wanted to give a little plug because I was on the website, the PA Ballet website, and I thought what was dope, you can like sponsor your favorite dancer. I actually have a sponsor. Is Alice and Jean. They actually started sponsoring me because they heard that I was in the state of Harlem. They couldn't do it for so many years. So they have been saving to do it, you know, for something special. So I feel very, thank you so much, Jean and Alice. That's beautiful. That's awesome. It seems like a lot of people have made a difference when you didn't know what the next turn was. Yeah. It's a lot of faith you've put out into the world, Mm. but it's Mm. come back to you too. That's being an artist, you know, because if you don't look, you don't last. Yeah. Mm. We don't do it for for the money. I take my job so serious because every time I think I'm losing time with my family, that gets me so much. But I also mm. that this is what I love and this is who I am. So it is because of love. Okay, her's new fire potato chips and cheese curls. They are spicy. Whew. They're hottest snacks yet. Hold on. But you know, it's not just heat. There's some nice, sweet, and savory stuff going on, too. Ooh, there's that heat again. It burns, but it burns so tasty. Ooh, that's hot. Find her Fire Snacks at your store today. Ooh, taste the flavor, feel the heat, break out the hers. Okay, a sign that life is getting closer to normal. It's film festival season in Philly, and I don't know about you, but the thought of the Philadelphia Latino Film Festival gets all my cultural juices flowing. The countries, islands, and representation. Yes, please. Well, Maggie Mahia Ravel knows all about that. Not only is she the director of the Philadelphia Latino Film Festival, she has been curating, creating arts and culture programming, and collaborating on projects centered around Latinx creators, stories, and culture with her company, Afrotiano, for 16 years. What does this all mean? She reps hard. Hey, well, let's talk about the Latino Film Festival, but let's give a shout out to Love and Grit on their second season. Honored to Thank be included. You. Thank you for representing and lifting our stories and telling others how fabulous Philadelphia is because we really got it going on in this city. And people you're talking to somebody who came here for six weeks and it's going to be 33 years. That's yeah. amazing. It's nothing like a good expat opinion on Philly because nobody loves Philly more than the people who move to Philly. There you go. So we're getting ready. Things are looking amazing. 
2020 was a, a heavy year, but a fabulous mm -hmm. year with a lot of opportunities. We went virtual. So this year we're going virtual again. Maybe you'll hear of other things that uh, are happening. Uh -oh. We're eager. We miss the warmth of being with our people, being with our audiences, sharing. Okay. We're making the festival accessible no matter where you are. And we are doing eight days of programming. Historically, we have done three to four, four for the last few years. But creatives are hungry to share mm -hmm. with audiences and we listen. So we went at some point in the submission process, we're like, we're going to double our days of programming. Did you so get more submissions than ever before? Yes. We have been doubling submissions for the past few years. Between 2020 and 2021, we got over 100 submissions. We were shy of doubling again by a little bit. And I was like, okay, people, <laughs> understand all the productions that were halted. This is phenomenal. We have yeah. more than 25 countries represented. Wow. 26 world premieres. Can you tell us a little bit about some of wow. the themes? Thank you so much for asking. So we do an award called Lola. That was to celebrate outstanding work in film. We also have somebody that when we talk about Lola and we talk about excellence in filmmaking and representation for our community, we want to just celebrate somebody who's an icon in our community. So we, on Sunday the 6th, will be premiering Rita Moreno's documentary, The Girl... <laughs> We just went for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really do love Rita Moreno. Maggie, I knew you had something. I knew it. I knew it. You're such a tease. I'm like, wait a minute. And the beauty of it is that we also have her audiences and the fact that access is critical. Yeah. So we want to make sure that people can access all content virtually, but we also want to go to communities. So stay tuned. Our team is working nonstop. Visit us at phlaff.org, flaff.org, and check our film guide. Stay tuned for updates on events. Follow us on social media, and it's Philadelphia Latin Fest on those platforms. I want to know, like within this last 10 years of the film festival, can you recall a project or filmmaker that really made you guys proud that you were one of the first organizations to feature their film? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to say Eli Jacobs Fantausi. And Eli has been a friend of the festival. It's part of the Flat family. We wanted to make sure that our opening night provided opportunities for folks. Hey, boo, you're going to go out to dinner, stop by, have a drink, grab some food, check a couple of shorts, get a sense of what the weekend is like and go. You got a date? Swing by. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grab a little bobbly, check a few people, network, go. You're working and you're like, oh my God, I want to go home. But you want to support? Come for a little bit. We'll hook you up, you know, have a good time, feel the warmth of community and then go home. Yeah. Part of that is like, okay, how do we program this? And we engage in programming shorts. And the first year, our shorts were Tengo Talento, which were three shorts shot in Cuba, focusing on musicians and artists, a dancer, a jazz musician, and the other one was a hip hop artist. And they were looking and searching for emerging voices or emerging talents in their field to kind of mentor them. Bacoso is this film that is just has a phenomenal energy. So in 2019, 
we had the opportunity to premiere it in Philly and hosted both Eli and DJ Hiwe. It's about the independent music scene in Cuba. So you got to check it out. B-A-K-O-S-O. I needed that. Thank you. Pacoso. Since 2019, we have been engaging in this exercise, exploring participatory filmmaking in neighborhoods. What's that? We wanted to make sure that when we talk about community engagement, it's not like we put the screen, we show the film, we took the pictures, we put it on Facebook, check. Mm -hmm. We got to go and take a deeper dive. And we're also connected. We know that there's a lot of talent in the city. Oh, yeah. And how do we create the space to build community. Yeah. We want filmmakers to check each other's It's films. not a film festival. It's a film festival. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So participatory filmmaking means that we have worked with two filmmakers, one based in Puerto Rico and one based here in the U.S. that have gone into two communities and work with creatives in that community to explore the process of filmmaking and storytelling in a way that they can tell their own stories. What is your vision? Like, what does it look like in five years? And has that changed a lot in the last year? Well, it definitely changed with having to go virtual, of course, right? But we want people to really explore who they are, come and tell us what they want to see, understand that we're open to learning, that we're open to listening, that we're open to exploring. Ultimately, we know it. We feel welcome in places where we can see ourselves. Yeah. And that's what we want. So people can tell us, hey, this was cool, but I would like to do this. Let's do it. Let's explore it. And that's how Dulce emerged. And Dulce translates to candy, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the name of the program. And we have been working with young people in the Norris Square neighborhood. And we have also been working now in South Philadelphia. It's definitely an honor to serve. We see ourselves as coming from a place. This is a labor of love. We come from a place of service. Your passion is obvious and infectious. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So let me tell you how people can enjoy the festival. Okay. So, we you. so this year we're working with a platform called Eventive. We have over 150 films all together. 48 days. So you will have rounds of films that will be released. The first one, Sunday 30th through Tuesday, June 1st. You unlock a film, you have three hours to watch it. Second batch comes on Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the last batch, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There are only two films, and I want to put it out there, that will be screened once. One is on Saturday, 7 p.m. It's called The Horror Crowd, genre-specific. And then the last one will be the Rita Moreno documentary that's only on Sunday. Not wait for that. Putting it's it going to be an amazing festival and we can't wait to be a yeah. part of it. And you can watch with your family all across the country. Like that's, that's dope. right. Absolutely. There are very few films that are geoblocked. The bulk of the films will be available to everybody. Absolutely. Thank you for all of your work. I know it's a lot of work to do all this and bring it all together. It's all about, hey, Philly has been good to me. I love the city. It's mm. my home. And the power of film is transformative and it facilitates cross-cultural dialogue yeah. and it opens our eyes and provides a lens that we can see other experiences. Key to empathy, to understanding, to knowledge, to history, to just opening your heart and your mind. And that's- We're a film town too. And we are adding to the value of us being this film town because we shoot, we do this. Absolutely. And we do it right. Well, there's a lot to look forward to as things start to open back up and there's plenty of stuff for people who are not ready, but it's going to be a great summer. Don't you guys think so? 
Yeah, especially for the arts. We got stuff for people to do no matter what. Like, it's definitely progress from last summer. We got a lot. And I'm going to open my mind for that. These poor artists have been cooped up and a lot of them yeah. not making money. So, like, yeah. this is the time to support the arts any way you can. I love that everyone's really planning big. Even when Maggie was like, yes, we're going to be doing streaming, but there's so much more. You know, uh-huh. make sure you're reconnecting. It's yeah. great to see these hybrid events because it's like people can find their comfort level but still enjoy this because it's so important for this culture stuff. We know because of the last year we were stripped of it, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not saying nothing, but I'm saying something. Laia, I saw your video from the weekend that was posted really cute. Oh, oh, you had a Reading Terminal tour of Philadelphia with your yes. Oh, my Reading Terminal weekend. But first of all, Reading Terminal was always a holiday for me. So it was really nice to have the opportunity to be able to share like my salmon spot and the best cookie spot in the world. Fourth Street Cookies, don't make me say it again on this show. Um, <laughs> but it was really great to be able to share that on camera with my mom and everybody else. I hope you get a chance to see it on our Visit Philly Love and Grit page. Do us a favor, if you love us or you grit us, either way, <laughs> fill out a review. Rate us, review us. us, tell your friends. I don't want and you to we'll grit. We'll see you next. What do you say? Grit on you. You never seen somebody grit on you? I'm gonna grit on you right now. I don't want you to grit on us. That's okay. why I'm like, mm. I'm gonna love on you. Mm. Thank All you. All love. All love. Plenty of love. Mm-hmm. Thank you.